Feminism isn't about making women stronger. Women are already strong. It's about changing the way the world perceives that strength. And that's what's really important. Welcome to Darecast, powered by Henkel. My name is Patricia Reiners and I'm your host and a freelance UX designer from Berlin, focusing on immersive tech. I'm passionate about new tech and innovation, basically everything that's going on in the tech world. And I really love to create content and educate about UX and the future on social media. And today we are exploring why feminism is important in the corporate world. We will look at ways in which feminism is reshaping the corporate landscape and how businesses are responding to growing demand for gender equality and inclusivity. So like I said, this is a very special episode for the International Women's Day. So we have some amazing guests with us today, each with a very unique perspective on the topic of feminism in the corporate world. Our first guest is Suzanne Dawson. She's the head of global hair strategy, Henkel Consumer Brands. She lived and worked on four continents, 50-50 entrepreneurial and corporate experience. She's a certified yoga and meditation teacher, calm in the midst of chaos. She loves sustainability, hiking, architecture, and photography. And she's excited about shaping the future of hair at Henkel. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, everyone. Hi, and we have Brian with us. Our second guest is Brian Noonan. He's the head of product development, America at Henkel Consumer Adhesive. He's a proud husband and father of four and a dog. He's a youth baseball coach and kid taxi driver. And with 20 years of professional experience in engineering, B2B marketing, project management and product development. And he's passionate about how we can shape and inspire teams to deliver high-impact innovations. Hi, Brian. Hi, Patricia. Thank you two so much for being here and being part of this very, very special episode for the International Women's Day, also a topic that is really close to my heart. So feminism is about creating a world where gender is not a barrier to success or equality. And in the corporate world, this means breaking down the systematic barriers that prevent women from achieving their full potential and contributing to their organizations in meaningful ways. So the International Women's Day is more than just a celebration. It's an opportunity to raise awareness about the ongoing struggles that women face from gender-based violence to unequal pay and representation in leadership roles, it's a chance to advocate for change and to call attention to the urgent need for a more equitable and just world. And I would say, let's turn our attention to our amazing guests and their insights on the topics. So Suzanne, what is feminism in corporations from your point of view? Yeah, look, this is a really interesting question. You know, feminism for me is about equality, right? But it's often been misconstrued as man-hating, you know? Uh, and for me, you know, for me to win, for you to lose. And this isn't true in my eyes. Uh, what most women really want is for our differences to be understood and for us to have equal access, to be seen as equally contributing. Uh, and as a consequence, equally rewarded. 
Yeah, I really love that. Thanks for pointing that out. Super interesting. What do you think are advantages for having feminism in the in the corporations from your experience in the last years? Yeah, a few things. I think, um, you know, the first thing really is a diverse workforce is an innovative workforce, right? This leads to higher profits, longer term value. It's been proven in many businesses and corporations. I think the second thing is really uh, you have a wider talent pool with uh, and women with with a lot more women. You have enhanced collaboration skills, which is fantastic and really needed today. And also by having a balanced workforce, it's a better reflection of our consumers, especially important in, in our industry, you know, in consumer brands. We need to have a reflection of our, our consumers. So I, I think those are really important things. And when we are talking about the challenges, um, Brian, from your perspective, what do you think are, you know, the biggest challenges at the moment, right? Because it all sounds so nice when when we are talking about it and what, what Suzanne just really pointed out, but it's not that easy. So what are the challenges at the moment? Yes, it's a great question because, you know, as an engineer, I like to look at the data and the data um, also is what Suzanne, you know, shared, which is that more diverse companies, especially with gender diversity, they perform better. Uh, and, you know, McKinsey has some awesome data on that. So if it was that simple, we would do it. I think the challenge, uh, a lot of it comes from our starting point and the fact that, you know, we don't have as many female voices on certain teams and, you know, they, they aren't in the leadership roles. And so, you know, it really becomes, um, you know, the responsibility of all of us to help make sure that we we culture uh, or, you know, we, we foster, um, you know, a culture where, you know, those female voices are heard and that we we promote them. We don't just, uh, you know, have them be heard. But as leaders, we have an opportunity to promote their ideas and and the people so that we can hear more. And I think that's important. So many important points. I totally agree. Um, do you have any tips on how to cultivate this um, environment, especially, you know, the role of men in feminism, but also how how we as a society, also men, women, basically everyone can really foster this culture that we need to support feminism in corporate environments? Yeah, for me, it starts with acknowledging the male privilege. And it's something that, you know, it has to start from a point of understanding, right? Acknowledging where your perspective and your point of view comes from is critical. Joining organizations and we are what we frequently do. So become a part of those teams and groups in, in your company or in your in, in where you live that help stand up for people that don't have that voice. I think that's um, important. And especially in, in companies, you know, we have an opportunity to help shape and transform those power dynamics. So for me, it starts at the beginning and making sure that we're recruiting, you know, really strong talent from colleges and universities where, you know, that we can find more gender diversity and bring more strong and powerful people into the company that can bring those voices. So is this something that you some kind of like plan on a daily basis or plan within your team? Or is this something that just like happens more naturally in your teams? I'm just I'm just really curious. Yeah, I think when it comes to finding the talent, it's good to have a plan because, you know, I've mm -hmm. been in different times and places where as an engineer and coming from the technical field, many places you go, maybe you don't find as many female voices, but there are places where you can go. So being really strategic about where you find talent can help you bring more um, equity to that to your team. I think that's can be more strategic and planned. Um, but also, I think it has to become part of your just day-to-day -day activities to make sure that you're 
you know, constructively speaking up against microaggressions and you're creating the team you want it to be. That has to happen on a day-to-day basis, not just strategically on a whiteboard. Actually, Brian, to build on that too, I think it's interesting because I, I also believe you have to, as a leader, you know, uh, and, and I talk about leadership at all levels of our company, right? You have to create that culture that allows for this to happen naturally, you know, so that people feel they can be vulnerable, they can say the things, be much more open and transparent and honest with each other. And you you have to, that that for me is a daily practice, right, for every single one of us. And I think it's interesting because women don't always speak up for themselves. And men are now becoming scared since, you know, sometimes it kind of feels like a minefield, you know, no one wants to go there. (laughs) So I think uh, what's really important is that you set the culture and, you know, ability for people to really be open and transparent with each other. You have to, uh, between men and women, really keep communication open. Always come from a place of curiosity and care, because I think that's really important. If you come from that place, people are very understanding and they want to talk about things. People want to share, want to create the bridges, want to create deeper understanding. The last thing you want is people to shut down and not be able to to, um, express themselves and also be able to share their perspectives where we can all learn and grow, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think you already kind of mentioned that, right? But when you're when you're in a team where you feel like feminism is not like really supported it's not um something that is really like lived culturally what can you do as an individual what would be like some actionable steps that you can pursue to support feminism in the corporate environment so then do you have any tips i think the first thing is to become more self-aware of your own biases. We all have it, you know, we don't know (laughs) that we have it sometimes, but I think you can start to become really self-aware of it. There are a lot of great training tools and stuff even on our hub that I find really valuable as well, that you could just go and, and learn yourself, that there are training resources available. I think it's being very self-aware. For me, that's the first thing. And you have to take the time to really understand that, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think you mentioned something so interesting, um, which is like being biased. And this happens to all of us, right? Like when yes. you go to the, like the population or to like basically almost everyone and you ask them about what is the CEO, what is the president, Many people still think about a male character. And mm-hmm. this is really shocking for us to hear, but this is still like what is out there and how our society is shaped at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering how can we change this narrative in our minds? I know this is a very difficult question and it's not easy to to solve this big problem, right? But from your experience, do you have any tips about like really how to change this uh, narrative? Brian, maybe um, you can start. Yeah, I thought about this question a lot. And, I, you know, I started with things like uh, we've talked about a little bit, like making sure we're bringing in a balance of talent so that we have an equal opportunity for everyone to rise through the ranks and, and you know, making sure that we're highlighting ideas that come from the women's perspective and, and mentoring them along the way and making sure they have, you know, the same or maybe even more opportunities just reflecting where we've been in the past. Um, but ultimately, I came down to maybe not so much a work topic, but the fact that it starts at home, 
And I think about, you know, I grew up in not a very diverse town in upstate New York uh, in the United States. Um, so a lot of what I've learned had to come from, you know, inquiry and, and learning over time. I look at my kids now and, you know, they have people with gender fluidity in school and so much more, you know, experience with diversity. And they don't seem to think of it that way. Like they come with such a, a fresh spa uh, space, like the child's mind. And I think if we can help prevent that from shifting to those perceptions of the CEO or the president is of a male character, um, that's a great place to start. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's interesting because I have been working for a long time. And so I, I kind of began my career in the 90s, you know, and it was a very different time then. And, and you're right, I, I, I think, you know, there are a lot of archetypes, right, of leadership uh, that are very hard to break. And you, um, I think as a woman, for me, I found myself trying to take on traits of a man in order to be noticed and succeed. And I think uh, I'm grateful right now because I think that's changing quite a lot. Even though you still have a lot of that in your mind, there are a lot more examples of great leadership and great mentors and great role models that you can emulate. And also, I think people are not scared to uh, shake up the narrative and really think about those biases that you have and these archetypes that you have in your mind that we we have to um, challenge, you know. So I think it's actually an exciting time, I think, to be a woman because there's lots of opportunities to express yourself in unique ways and um, be much more your authentic self, you know. And for me, I was always very gentle and caring. And I thought, you know, my, my kindness was often taken for weakness. And I've learned that it's actually kind of a superpower, you know, and so you kind of lean into some of those things that make you very feminine or empathetic, you know, so I find it very, very interesting time right now. Wow, I think like you mentioned something so, so powerful and interesting, right? And um, really having the the courage to be yourself and embrace your femininity and it's totally right like in the past to be successful you needed to have much more like male traits and mm -hmm. present yourself less female right so this is definitely changing mm -hmm. okay i would say let's get started with the pairs of words so we have prepared a little game for our guests. It's called Pairs of Words. And I will briefly explain how it works. Our guests have to take turns choosing one of the two words I'm about to read out. Of course, there is no right or wrong and there's no time to think about it. So please be spontaneous and be fast. That's the motto. So then let's start with you. What do you prefer, mentoring or coaching? Mentoring. Brian? Open office or private workspace? Uh, open office. Suzanne, men as allies or women-only spaces? Men as allies. Then Brian, maternity leave or paternity leave? Ooh, uh, I'll say paternity leave. Okay. Suzanne, email organization or inbox chaos? Inbox chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and Brian, task management software or paper to-do list? Oh, it's got to be the software. Okay. Makes sense. And thanks for participating in the uh, PS of Words. So Suzanne, 
especially from your, I think like, it's so nice that you share that so openly. Um, super helpful, I think, also for young women who really want to maybe pursue a career in maybe in tech or in a, any kind of like male dominated industry. What is helpful in the, like today to be successful there, like showing your feminine side, but still, you know, being able to communicate in the, in the, in the best way with like your male colleagues so that they take you seriously. Mm -hmm. How do you find the balance there? Well, there is a difference between uh, wanting to fit in and, uh, you know, trying to be yourself at the same time. Right. And this is a hard balance to strike. So for me, I, I think, Honestly, the most important is to be your authentic self. Um, value what makes you special. You're there because uh, you are bringing something new to the table. Yeah, there's a reason why you're there. Really value what makes you special, what you bring, uh, double down on it, you know, figure out what it is that makes you really unique. It's what's going to make you stand out. It's what's going to make you successful. It's what's going to make you happy. Uh, and really make them your superpowers, because I think this is where there's a lot more appetite for differences so that you can really shake things up. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are very ambiguous right now. Uh, the world is changing so rapidly, uh, particularly you're, you're mentioning like in tech and so many industries, actually every industry is, is being disrupted right now. So you need to have differences. You need to have diverse perspectives. You need to have people who are willing to challenge the status quo, you know, and you have a unique skill. So for me, that's that's one thing. I think the, the second thing is building on what I've said before. I think um, for women, um, being really self-aware of the internal dialogue that we have, you know, about our abilities, our fears, our triggers, understand they are there but that they don't control you. I really believe you can't be truly successful and happy no matter what you do if you're not self-aware. So for me, those are two probably really, really important things to succeed in either male-dominated industries or just succeeding in business and in life in general, you know? Susanna, a question for you, or maybe even Patricia. Um, I was obviously reflecting on this question and I, I read something which I thought it made sense, but I'm kind of coming from the opposite perspective. So I would love your insights. And it said, care about being respected more than being liked. And for me, that seems to resonate with a lot of what you said. Does that resonate with the point you're trying to make or is it somehow different? Uh, that's a very interesting point. Let me think about that for one second. Yes, being respected, but being respected in an authentic way, right? Mm. Um, sometimes we feel like we have to to fit in and be respected in the way people normally need to see you in that particular type of role, <laughs> you don't want to change who you are authentically. So is there a way for you to be confident through that and still be authentic at the same time? It's really hard. It's such a struggle because you you go into these automatic behaviors that you have no idea you're doing, you know? So that's why I think it's uh, definitely be respected more than liked. Some people may like or not like you, but uh, do it in an authentic way, you know, first like yourself, you know. Super true. Um, and I think this is actually such an interesting quote to keep that in mind throughout your career, like, right, like rather being respected than being liked. And for me, respect also stands for um, setting boundaries. From my experience, like if you set boundaries, 
Um, this is really close related to earning respect and really standing for something, like creating your own space that is secure where you know like those are the boundaries and don't overstep it. So I think, um, yeah, this is like something that I really relate with respect. So super, super interesting. So you two are actually like Brian, you mentioned uh, like your upbringing and how you grew up and how uh, what kind of topic feminism was back then. So I'm wondering, like, when you, you know, you mentioned that you have uh, kids, also like daughters. What is important for you when you are like raising them or bringing them up for like, especially like the young generations um, when it comes to feminism? So how can you support, especially like the younger generation that could be your kids or also people in your team in throughout their career? Yeah, it's a great question. So, I mean, if I start with my kids like and, and the kids I know, like I, I think immediately of my last uh, season coaching baseball, you started with that in the intro. Um, we had um, one girl who was in the team and, you know, I think she came in and she outperformed everyone's expectations. And for me, it was a joy to see. And I think for the other 11 boys in the team, it was a great learning experience. And she was from day one, you know, always a part of that team and never the girl on the team. And I think that was an important thing to make sure that we set from the beginning and that tone hopefully will resonate with that small group of, of young gentlemen throughout their lives that they don't look at, uh, you know, the, a woman on their team as a woman on their team, but another super valuable member of the team first and, and foremost. Um, and I think when it comes to getting into the workforce, then it becomes all about making sure the voices are heard. And as a, you know, a project team leader for a decade now um, in the professional world, that's one of the most important things is making sure that you draw out those voices and those ideas, um, because that's what leads to this, the successes of, of companies. You know, we talked about how they're the more diverse a company, the more successful. And that's because like Suzanne said earlier, you're getting more perspectives, you're getting more ideas and you can pick the best ones and drive those um, to deliver higher value for the company. So I think for me, it's about making sure all the voices are heard. Super important. Um, that makes total sense. And I really like that you mentioned some kind of like the language and the tone that you're using in a team, right? So you as the coach, as the leader, as the manager, make sure that like the voices you use or the tone that you use to speak uh, among each other is helpful and is really appreciative of like everyone in the group and not like um, gender focused, for example, right? Super important. Thank you too so much for sharing all these amazing insights and perspective and also being so vulnerable about your own experiences. I really appreciate that. And we always end a session with a very special food for thought topic. So some kind of like a tangible tips for our listeners. So Suzanne, what is the last tip that you want to give our uh, listeners? Um, what do you want to share with them? I was thinking about this idea of human centricity, right? Because I think it has a lot to do with, with women and feminism. And in a world with more robots and technology, you know, our key to thrive 
is to be all the more human and to use our humanity to help others and drive meaningful change. And so um, when I look back, I think, you know, the pandemic changed everything for women in good and bad ways. On the one hand, millions of women left the workforce during the pandemic, leaving valuable gaps in human-centered leadership. And on the other hand, remote work allowed women to balance work, life, and home life in a way that they never have imagined before. And for everyone, you know, life and work collided, right? Where you got to see the whole person looking good, looking not so good, with kids, husbands, mess, joy, and we liked it. Um, and I think it's very important this is know me, understand my priorities, needs, and life stages is more important than ever. And women leaders, soft skills like empathy, intuition, collaboration, and agility are more valuable than ever, not only critical for successfully navigating teams through times of enormous change, but also for the first time in our history, leading four generations of people in the workforce that all have specific needs. So for me, it's a really exciting time for us to value the unique strengths and differences between each of us to live alongside technology and truly create the workplace of the future. So I think it's such an interesting time for us. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that. So Brian, what is your food for thought at the end of this episode? Uh, yeah, for sure. So in the spirit of the whole topic we've been talking about, uh, when it came for my food for thought and feminism, I sought out uh, some some female voices in my life and asked my wife, um, you know, what were her thoughts? And she immediately pointed me to a podcast by Malcolm Gladwell, Revisionist History, and an episode uh, called The Hug Her Around the World. And it was very much about um, Sammy Davis Jr. and um, uh, Richard Nixon, but there was a piece in it which spoke to um, a study done in 1977 called Some Effects of Proportions on Group Life. And the short version of the study is they essentially had um, a small portion of women, one woman on like a 10-person team. And what they found was when that happens, you get the opposite of what you think. The men became more exaggerated in their masculine stereotypes. And the women either did the same, became fell into more female stereotypes, or became more like the men. And you did not get what you wanted, which was the benefit of the female perspective on the team. And so for me, reflecting on this study from you know decades ago, um, balance on a team isn't having you know one person. It's about achieving that true equity and balance of of you know fifty fifty or or you know or more if you have different types of diversity you're trying to cultivate. So if you don't have that, don't think you're going to achieve it with with just one person. You know you really need to strive for that true balance if you want to get the benefits of of what we're talking about today. What a great episode about the about feminism in corporate environments. Um, very special one for the International Women's Day. I think it was very, very inspiring listening to the two of you sharing your perspective and insights. I really enjoyed it. And I especially loved your perspective about, you know, feminism is not winning or losing. It's more about understanding the differences and giving everyone equal chances and also hearing different perspectives to have like a little bit more of an inclusive environment. And the second thing that I found super interesting was um, your tips about really being aware of the biases. So understanding your biases and then really being vulnerable and giving the space or the tone for your team to 
be your true self and really, um, yeah, be your be your true self, right? And um, the other thing that I think was really, really interesting was also embracing your feminine qualities, right? Like not trying to uh, pretend to be a little bit more like uh, like a man, but really embracing your feminine side and also those characteristics that come with it, which is uh, maybe something like a little bit more like empathetic and more compassionate and really relying on it and being your true self. I think this was super, super important. And also for all the listeners, um, really be or have the courage to really... Um, Yes, yeah, speak up also in a team, be your true self. And like feminism is something that is like a step-by-step process and every single step also really makes the difference for a more um, equal and just world. I think this is super important. So Suzanne, Brian, again, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed that episode with you and the great conversation. And for all the listeners, thank you so much for listening and Be the one who dares and tune in our next episode.